Hey everyone, I'm Alexis Barber and welcome back to Too Smart For This, a show dedicated to doing better for ourselves and others by questioning everything and getting inspired by the beautiful people around us. Today, we have Lynette Adkins, a lifestyle and fashion content creator that just quit her job at Amazon to be a full-time YouTuber. By questioning capitalism and talking about spirituality, she grew 70,000 YouTube subscribers in four months and has done an incredible job at remaining authentic and honest about her struggles while providing incredible resources for how you can live your best life too. We chat everything from working in big tech to building our brands. And if you like this episode, make sure to rate and subscribe. Check her out at Lynette Adkey on socials and let's get into the episode. Thank you so much for joining and for hopping on the podcast. I'm so excited that it's your first one too. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Of course. So I have, I'm going to start off with a hard question and then I'll do a little intro of you. What is the biggest mindset shift you've had in the last year? In the last year, oh my gosh, I feel like, I don't know like how to explain this, but I feel like I have a different mindset shift like every few weeks, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm like learning new things every few weeks, so I feel like I'm constantly like changing, like I'm just always learning new things. But in the past year, I feel like the biggest one has been like realizing that I don't have to control everything and that I can just kind of let things happen. Like I can put in the work, let things happen, and then honestly, like the universe will take care of the rest. That's Mm -hmm. had to be, I think that kind of started everything like changing for me, like for the better once I realized that. That makes sense. So how do you balance that with like feeling like you're not like quote working hard enough? I know a lot of people feel like they have to work hard in order to get results, but I think sometimes the reality is you just have to let things happen. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a really hard time balancing that, honestly, in the past year. And I think I'm still working on figuring out the best way to do it. Because for me, I was getting to a point where it was like, I wouldn't know to take a break or to like chill until I would like be burnt out, you know? It's like you Mm kind of have to after that. But I feel like now I'm at a point where it's like, okay, I can, I have to give myself time to rest if I do want to achieve the things that I want to achieve. So I can't pour from an empty cup. So I think I've gotten to a point where I've like had to prioritize rest the same way that I prioritize work. Because for me, it's easy to like want to dive into work and do a bunch of stuff, but I have to prioritize rest to be able to do that work, you know? That makes total sense. And I think I've gotten to that place too where I was like, if I don't have one day a week where I am do nothing, then I will burn out and it will just not be good for anybody. So when yeah. did you start creating content and when did it start to take off for you for anyone who doesn't know? Yeah, I started creating content, I want to say 2018. So I was a sophomore in in college. Where'd you go to school again? I went to University of Texas. Okay, word. So you were in South. Love to see it. Yeah, yeah. So I was school here in in Austin. I'm not originally from Texas. So the fact that I even ended up there was a whole thing. But I started school or I started uh, making content. Yeah, things just started kind of growing, I want to say maybe like a year ago less than that. So yeah, I was just making content more for fun. And then it kind of turned into a passion for me more and more as I got older. And then it was probably not until like last year that I realized that I really wanted to start doing it full time. And then it ended up working out because I started taking it way more seriously. And then from there, I was like, okay. And so you did it your sophomore year up until you graduated and you got a job at Amazon. So let's talk yes. about your full-time job. I think we're similar. I went to Northwestern and got a job at Google. So we both entered this big tech world. Um, yes. 
you're also black. So it was probably like you felt like that was the only path to success. And then once you got there, it was some bullshit. So let's talk about your experience. Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you and I have such similar paths. Like it's almost crazy, but it's like, yeah, I feel like in college it was like, this culture I went to the business school at my like university Mm. so the culture is like very much like you know get a corporate job you're supposed to go hard at what you do you're supposed to try to get a 4.0 even though like most people at the end of our college career started realizing like you can get a C and still get a degree as long as you're you know you'll get a degree and then you could probably still get a job as long as like you're networking and like doing what you have to do so it's like I I feel like the culture at my school And then just, you know, the way I was raised, like I wasn't, I came from a family just being a black person who didn't have generational wealth. Like my parents very much like had to build up everything for themselves. They had to pay their way through college. They had to navigate the world on their own and they weren't in a position to pay for my school. Like they Mm -hmm. weren't in a position to support me financially. So I was like, okay, I have to do whatever I can to support myself and be secure financially. So I was like, I guess I don't have any other option, but to go look for a job that's just going to pay the bills. Like it wasn't really as much of a question about what I wanted to do and what my passions were. It was really just like what's going to make me pay the bills. financially. Yeah. I mean, totally. I I had the same thing. Um, I'm the oldest of eight too. So even if I want, even if I did come from generational wealth, I still feel like I would have a pressure on me to like make a bunch yeah. of money. But I also felt like in school there was this like half of the people were like, you should go after like changing the world, social justice. And so to go work in big tech is selling out. And then there was this competing feeling of like, you need to get the best possible corporate job so that you can be like the coolest, the best, whatever. And like, that was the two groups I was looking at in school. And neither of them made space for the fact that like, we needed money to survive after this. And like, there's, you're not relying on literally anybody else. Like, what are you going to do? You know? And it was very, uncomfortable to navigate and then to I sometimes have resentment to the fact that like I have to do it all myself you know yeah because I feel like you don't like I totally understand that like question of like okay well maybe you shouldn't go work for a, a big corporation like maybe you should do something that's a little bit more ethical or whatever and I understand that perspective but I do feel like that perspective comes with privilege right it's like people mm-hmm. having those conversations a lot of times are like or people even just like I remember for me like in college like I'm sure you saw the same thing it's like people were having conversations about maybe I don't even want to work maybe I just like want to drop out of college and go start a business or whatever but a lot of that does come from like people who don't have to be worried about how they're going to pay the bills because their parents are going to support them regardless right so it's like seeing that and then realizing that you can't be a part of those conversations that like that's not going to be a possibility for you you're kind of like you're just focused on the end goal for sure exactly and so it's it's crazy because I mean I would even think of if you wanted to go work at a nonprofit and like be very into social justice, if like you could even just live in your parents' house for a year, like that's just yeah. so much privilege because like that's not even something I can do. So it's really crazy. 100%. But so on your end, like when you got to this job, what were you expecting and then what happened for you? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I honestly like because I started it with the internship, right? So I interned mm. my junior year, like the summer after my junior year. And I knew like when the internship ended, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not what I want to be doing. But I saw the offer letter. I got the, I knew I got the offer. And I was like, I feel like this is what I should be doing. Like I talked to everyone about it and they were like, 
you know, why would you not sign? So Mm -hmm. I think I went into expecting and knowing that it wasn't really what I wanted to do, but I went into it knowing that it was something that was going to like, you know, put me in a comfortable position coming out of college. And I knew I had loans. So I was like, okay, this will help me pay the bills. Like that was like kind of my main thing. And then I kind of, I think I was expecting and I knew by the time I started the job that I wanted to get out as soon as I could. So I kind of saw it as like, okay, I'm going to do this for as long as I really need to. Um, And then when I got in, I definitely wanted to get out sooner than I thought that I would, if that makes sense. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll do this for three years, five years. I got in. I was like, I need to get out within the next ASAP, basically. Literally. Did you graduate in 2019 or 2020? I graduated December 2019. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, I graduated just like a semester early, like right before the pandemic hit and all of that. So Jesus, so you were like starting in March or like in that time frame. Yeah, I started actually – I started in February and I remember I was in the office for like two weeks and then the pandemic started. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm remote now. You know, you knew you wanted to get out of there. So did you always know it was going to be content creation that would get you out or did you have other like ideas? Yeah, I had other ideas. So I started a business when I was in college. And I when I started the internship for my job, I was like, oh, I was kind of working on the business on the side. And then by the time I started the job full time, I was like, I know I want to be an entrepreneur. I know I want to start businesses. I don't know if I want to keep doing this business that I started when I was in college. But I know I'm going to do content because that's probably going to be one of my quickest ways out. And it's what I'm passionate about right now. And then eventually I do want to start businesses. So I had like other mm. ideas and all these things. But I was it was when I started my job, so beginning of 2020, that I knew it was like, okay, let's focus on the content for right now. Because this is what I just feel like is like coming naturally for me, if that makes sense. No, I totally agree. And that makes yeah. it makes total sense. I mean, I – there's so many things about the creator economy that I've recently been learning in my new role. Um, I just switched roles at Google and moved to YouTube to focus on shorts strategy, which is very exciting. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you better start posting, girl. Um, yeah, but anyway, I'm going to you up for some questions. <laughs> yes, but it's just kind of like, okay. Um, I, I finally got out of like a very toxic, like working environment, but at the same time, when it comes to like becoming a content creator full time, that's also really scary. So when did you know to make the jump for, for you? Was it money? Was it, I know you didn't like your job. You weren't planning on staying on that. So was it a financial threshold or was there a mental thing you had to get past too? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, cause like, Obviously, you know, right? Like, it's like you start creating and you can kind of start to see like the possibilities, like being a content creator, like profit wise. And Mm -hmm. so for me, I told myself, I honestly thought that I wasn't going to quit until at least like end of 2021, just because I really wanted to have like a good amount in savings. Financially, I wanted to be like ultra secure, like knowing that I was like definitely good. But I think it was also a mental shift because the money started coming in. And I was like, okay, I can sustain myself if I just do content full time. Like, I definitely can. But then it started to be like becoming this fear thing of like me being worried. Like, well, what if I can't? What if things just completely fall off and I fail? Like in the next couple of months, then I'm like fucked. You know? Like mm-hmm. I was kind of. It was kind of. Once the money became like good, it then kind of started turning into like a mental thing. So I was like, okay, right. I have to work through like all these limiting beliefs because I've always believed I've always been like raised to think that the only way to be financially secure is if you have a nine to five even if you don't like it right so then it started becoming a mental thing and that's when I kind of had to like start 
meditating, praying, getting into my spirituality and stuff and like realizing like, okay, a lot of my, like I'm looking at my bank account. I'm looking at what's coming in in terms of sponsorships. I know I'm good, but a lot of this is really just like work I have to do around like my limiting beliefs, right? Totally. It's, it's hard. I mean, I even, I don't, I didn't start taking content creation seriously until like five months into it. Um, like when I, cause I, and I was like, Oh, um, I can, I, I didn't want to take it seriously because I had this limiting belief that influencers were stupid because if anybody could do it, then why did I just waste all this time getting into a top school, getting a top job. Like at that point, it's like, what's the point? And it wasn't until February where my boyfriend was like, but you love it, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, that should be enough. And I was like, well, shit. It's crazy. um, I can tell that there's plenty of work that you got to do to just like get out of that and make the jump. So what's it been like for you to do it full time? It's been great. So for me, like, I think it was kind of that same mentality because for me, I just never saw it as something like I would see other people doing it. Same exact thing. I would just be like, they're, like, I can't take you seriously. I can't take this mm. as a profession seriously. Even though I looked up to so many creators, I guess I would say I took them seriously, but I couldn't take it as a professional like job seriously. I just didn't understand how much work went into it. And now that I'm doing it full time, I'm like, oh, shit, this is like I feel like I'm almost working more than I was when I had a nine to five, because I'm finding that it's like, I don't have a schedule. Like I don't have like a to-do list that someone's giving me to get done. You know, it's more of like, I can just keep working. And I feel like I constantly need to be pumping out content. So I feel like I'm now in this phase because I just quit my job. I'm in a phase where I have to really unlearn like these old habits of feeling like I have to like burn myself out in order to think that I'm being successful, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. I, I just – it's weird because I, like, noticed when I first quit, I thought that I was going to be, like, oh, I'm free and I have more free time and all this stuff. But I definitely am, like, wait. Like, I, I'm overworking myself still. But it's because of me. It's not because anyone is telling me to do it, right? Right. And that's the thing with entrepreneurship that I'm sure any entrepreneur can relate to is, like, there's always something else to do. And it is – your like you see the direct financial like results when you work harder versus when you don't and that's like really scary and hard so do you have like are there other things that are hard for you to manage like how do you deal if you get like hate comments or that type of thing because that's for me a huge limiting limiting thing oh yeah I feel like I see you post that stuff too and I like I am the same like I just I don't handle things like that well and I'm like I want to message you and start asking you like how are you handling this because it's like for me I've been noticing it more and more lately and it really I just I overthink like everything that I'm doing in terms of content because I feel like I have such a mission behind my content Mm. and I feel like when someone comes and says something like oh you're just privileged like you don't have you don't have any reason to be complaining because you're you're someone with this many subscribers and you're privileged and all these things, I get so in my head because I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't be speaking about this stuff anymore. Maybe I am Mm -hmm. privileged. Maybe I don't even realize how privileged I am. And then at times I have to like kind of come back to myself and realize like it's okay that you worked this hard. You didn't – like not everything was handed to you. You know what I mean? So like there's little things like that where it's like, you know, I see comments and a lot of times I do take it to heart because I feel like just so connected with the content that I'm making and I want to feel connected with like the community. Mm -hmm. But – yeah, at times I have to just realize that like people, especially when it comes to hate comments, you can tell with certain kinds of comments when someone is like seeing your video for the first time or seeing you for the first time and making an assumption. And a lot of times it's really just them projecting. 
Because mm-hmm. I feel like nine times out of ten, it's like if someone were to actually go watch your own journey, right? Like I know you, you post TikToks and you like talk about your story. Like mm-hmm. not – if someone just sees you on their For You page talking about how much money you spent in New York, they're just going to – if they're really not happy with their lives, they're just going to be like, well, you're just a privilege. You must yeah. have had everything handed to you. When it's like obviously that's not what happened, right? So Exactly. And I think the I was listening to a podcast and they were like the – thing about being a creator versus working at a job or even just starting your own like maybe product-based business is that when you get criticism, it's not just criticizing work, it's criticizing like you as a person. And like that itself, it's your life, it's your decisions, it's who you are. And so to have that be like, we were not built to like constantly have other people's opinions of us, like hit us every single day, you know? So you have to build up a certain level of resilience that no one's really had to do before um, to be able to actually not let these things hurt you. And so, but then at the same time, I always feel like weak for letting people, like random people on the internet, like hurt my feelings, you know? Yes. But then it's like, it's normal. Like it's like, like you said, we're not built for this. So it's like, how do you cope with day by day seeing all these opinions about you it's like you're not weak for it you're just it's not normal for us to be like digesting that much about us you know truly I hope so but in in that same vein I know that you've talked a lot about more spirituality on your channel and manifestation and that's something I'm very very into so for you when did you get into that kind of into manifestation spirituality where did you find out about it and like how how has it helped you grow your personal life and your businesses? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Okay, so I think it was when, well, no, okay, it definitely was when, so I studied abroad, which I feel like is like the most annoying answer. (laughs) But I studied abroad and like I went, I did, the study abroad program was awesome and fun. And then I did like a solo trip um, after my program. And I went to Lisbon, Portugal, like Mm -hmm. by myself. It was like a week long trip. And then I was staying in a hostel and I met these people who were like just super spiritual. And at the time, like I kind of was into that. Like I would read a few books here and there. My mom's also like really spiritual. She's into like manifestation and like meditating and journaling and all that stuff. But I just kind of saw it as like just these things my mom does and like tells me about. So when I went on this trip, it was kind of the first time that I really just felt completely detached from like my old identity at this as like this college student who like people know as this person and you know like mm-hmm. you have your friends who know you versus like when you're solo traveling you just have this like like you're not like no one knows you you know and so started talking to these people and it just turned into like this whole spiritual experience where I just like learned so much about myself and life and I was just like whoa I feel like I'm for the first time really feeling like connected to everything spiritually and then that was kind of when I started like questioning everything in terms of like, well, why do I want to graduate college and work nine to five? Why am I working so hard at getting a 4.0 when I don't really care about school? And that was kind of moving into like my junior year. So that was around the point where I was like, I, I started really questioning all of the things that I had been taught before. And I was questioning like what I really wanted out of life. And um, from there, I think it really just helped me make more decisions for me instead of like what I thought I should be doing. So like I started my business like that same year and I stopped honestly like bending over backwards to get straight A's in school. I was like, whatever, like I'm just, I want to just be happy. I don't feel like I have to be doing things. And so that kind of really intertwined like with everything I was doing, I was starting to realize that like 
any businesses I start or any decisions I make should be for a more deep and meaningful connection or like experience and like to be to help others rather than like it just being about me making money. Cause like the school I was in, the business school was like a lot about just like how to get rich, how to make money. And it's like, I just feel like I, there was not enough substance there, if that makes sense. So it was such a long answer. No, I mean, it makes total sense, especially what you're talking about with the substance. You brought up a lot of like anti-capitalist stuff before and, or maybe not even, I mean, yeah, anti like fuck capitalism, but like we don't need to be, and we're not programmed and this whole system is just so unfair. And so what really allowed you to start talking about that on your your like what inspired you to start talking about that to your followers yeah I don't know honestly it was like because for me even when I was realizing these things I feel like I was going through like this whole spiritual journey I was never talking about it like on YouTube or anything I had a YouTube channel but I just didn't see it as like an outlet for me to express that and my thoughts because I didn't think that anyone cared And then I think one day, it was just like the beginning of 2020, I like randomly made a video talking about that kind of stuff. And I like saw how many people it resonated with. And Mm. when I made it, I didn't think anyone was going to watch it. I honestly was just like, let's just see what happens. And that was like around the time where I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop trying to control as much. I'm just going to start doing what feels right to me and just kind of make content from the heart instead of making like content that I feel like is just going to get me views. Because before I was just making college content. Like that was right. just like what I felt like my niche was. So I just like went out on a limb and I was like, I'm just going to make this one video. It may not get any views. Who cares? Let's just see what happens. And then suddenly I realized like a lot of other people are feeling the same way. Like this is crazy. So then I was like, okay, I'm realizing that like I can share my – it's not even that like I know everything about this stuff or I, I just have read every single book on capitalism and I'm whatever. It's just like – I think I've realized that as I kind of learn about this and unlearn a lot of things that I've been taught, like other people can learn from that too. And I can learn from other people as well. So it's kind of like this journey that I feel like I'm like going on now and like just kind of filming it. I mean, you started a really important conversation of like, why do we all go get these nine to five jobs? None of us are happy. And we have these ideas of what we can and can't do. And I think that you, lots of people are on different spectrums of figuring that out like even when I was in um, school like going to get the nine to five like even less than two years ago was like the only thing that there was because we were in a capitalist system you know I never thought that I would be able to like do it on my own Um, and just so many limiting beliefs happen because of all of these things but that aside like when you began talking more about spirituality is that when your content really took off or how was it also with like fashion and lifestyle yeah, I it was more with like the spirituality stuff, I think. Cuz I remember the like the one video, and I don't know if that, like that counts so much as spirituality, but like the first video that started doing really well was like one about like just being the main character, but like just changing. Mm. It was more just about like changing your mindset to like not be worried about what other people are thinking of you. So I guess like the spirituality paired with like wellness like Mm. lifestyle, just all of that. I think that's when things kind of started to shift because with fashion, I was super into it. I was making content on it and like that got a few views, but I think it just wasn't anything that like was super new. So like it was getting Mm -hmm. me a few subscribers, but that was when I started making the spirituality content, like that's when things really started to grow. So when it comes to spirituality for you, what has worked? What hasn't worked? How have you like gone on this journey what do you do every day to set your goals and to like visualize your life 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so much and I'm going to try not to make it like a super long answer, but I just feel like- be as long as you want, girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I just, I feel like, okay. So for me, like I was raised Christian, right? And I was raised like, like my family's not super religious. Again, my mom's more like spiritual now. We, we went to church, but like everyone kind of just like stopped going like eventually- so everyone kind of like does their own thing and like that's just how it was raised. It's like, you know, you just do what you can to feel connected to like what you feel like your higher mm-hmm. like you know, higher power is. And so for me, I feel like I'm like constantly learning like how to do that. And so for me, I like I will like try to meditate daily and I will like constantly be like journaling and writing down like what my limiting beliefs are, but I think overall like even if I'm not doing those habits, I just realize that everything that I'm doing is for me to feel connected to like this higher power. And then for me, like on this whole spiritual journey, I've just started to realize that like everything is connected. So what can I do to like, I guess, kind of break down this idea of like this individual person, like us being individuals on our own journey, when in reality, like what I believe at least is that like, we're all connected in this one way. And like, there's like, Like, I don't know. I have, like, so many different beliefs. But I feel like the way for me to, like, really tap into that and feel connected to it is, like, through these practices that I do every day. And I'm starting to see, like, my, like, YouTube or just, like, making content as, like, a part of that experience. It's, like, a form of, like, expression Mm -hmm. as I'm learning these things. So I feel like I'm constantly, like, getting all these downloads as I spend, like, time in nature. I spend time meditating or I spend time just, like, really sitting with my thoughts and observing them. I get these downloads and I feel like I just like kind of share them. And then I feel like I feel so connected to so many people because I'm sharing them through this content. And it's like, it's just like this crazy thing, but I feel like you're like everyone's spiritual journey looks so different. Um, So I don't know. It's just like, I feel like mine is its own thing, but I feel like everyone has their own. I feel like just going on a walk or like you doing yoga or working out. I feel like working out for me is like a huge thing that really makes me feel present and connected. Mm-hmm. But that all to say, that's a very long winded way for me to say that like, I just try to do things daily that make me feel like more in the present. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. when I'm in the present, I'm like, I feel connected to my higher power, if that makes sense. And that's such a big shift because I know when I was growing up, it was all about the future. So to have yes. a like, shift where being in the present is like your main goal and like sharing your life as at the same time it's that's something I still struggle with is like I don't know how to be in the present I don't know how to feel my emotions and so you need a lot of time and um space to be able to do that for yourself but it is I really like the way that you have that as your approach it's like little things I feel like you could just do little things to like feel back to the present for sure totally agree a walk working out all of it is is real yes. so I'm a huge fan yeah, and it's like I don't I always see you post that kind of stuff too and I'm just like yeah I feel like I don't know like I feel like you notice like in your day if like you don't if you don't have your morning walk or if you don't like you know whatever just do things that kind of ground you I just know such a big difference like just in the way that I feel versus like me trying to start the day and like go straight into work so same like and I'm tempted to like I wake up in the morning and like if my phone is right there and I see like all this shit happening I'm like I need to create this content and there's not enough time in the day because I need to be present at work and it's hard to force yourself to take care of yourself but when you do that's when great things happen I think 
Yeah, exactly. It's like you're filling yourself. It's like, again, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Truly. So yeah, exactly. It's like taking that time. It can be hard. I feel like especially just like, I just feel like we have such similar mindsets, like with that mindset, like you have to be going, you have to be working all the time. But it's like, no, mm-hmm. you know, you know, when it comes to content for you, why YouTube? Is that where you started? Um, TikTok, Instagram, I know you have presences on there as well. But what yeah. made you start creating YouTube content? I had been watching YouTube since like, I don't even know how old I was, but I remember watching like Jen I am and like all these people growing up that like I looked up to for so many years. So like YouTube for me was like, I don't know, like I know there's some people who do this and there's some people who are like, I never did this. But for me, YouTube was like kind of like TV for me. It's like I would just, yeah, like I would just naturally just be watching YouTube videos. Yeah. So it's like, Mm. for me, I would just, I don't know, I always saw it as like such a cool outlet. And for me, having this experience where I felt like I kind of grew and learned with like learned with people as they got older, um, I just started wanting to do it because I knew that like, I don't even know. Like when I started my channel, I didn't even know. I think I was making like hair content or something. And I kind of was just like, let's just see what happens. But I knew I just wanted to like start expressing the things I was learning, like as I was learning them. No, actually, now I think about it, I think my first ever video was me making vegan recipes in a dorm. And I was like microwaving like, like, microwavable rice or something and it was like I was like just so excited to be making a video so for me I think it was just like I just really wanted to just start putting content out there because I just saw other people do it I just thought it was so cool yeah Um, and then yeah I just ended up turning into like this so yeah it's like I think with YouTube for me I always say like I grew up on it you know like it um I had a white mom she didn't know how to do my hair so I was watching those hair videos trying to figure it out and then yes the college content, like college vlogs, um, oh gosh, were the yes, best. Like Stay my life. Yeah, it was. For, that was a. It was hair content for me. College vlogs and then like makeup videos. I never exactly. And even then, I'm like, I still know how to do makeup, but yeah, no same because I tried. I tried to start a YouTube channel freshman year of college. I was like, I'm gonna make the college content, and yeah. I did not know what I was doing, hair, makeup, anything wise. Like it was a disaster. I'm so surprised that like I even was trying to do all that. But I now am like, of course, I don't care about makeup that much. And I just wear the same foundation and to get my lashes done. But it's like so crazy how like watching those videos in like 2016 was like my world. Oh my gosh, yes. It's, it's so funny. It's so but it's, funny. I feel like the cool thing about YouTube at least is that it's changed. Like from what I've seen at least, it's changed so much in that so many – I remember like the first really big people on YouTube like were the beauty gurus, like yeah. the makeup girls. And now it's like everything. Like there's really a mm-hmm. space for everyone. And I feel like I have so many friends who are like, oh, I want to make content. Like I have, a, I have a friend who was a snake. And she's like, I watch snake videos. I really want to make snake content. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, there's what? there's literally space for everyone on YouTube. That's, it's so cool. And knowing that really has helped my mindset because yeah. I'm like, there can only – I've always had this underlying, like, not actively, like, there can only be one, but, like, underlying, like, there can only be one successful black person, and that's Jackie oh Anna. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like, all right. So then I'm like, okay, anytime something doesn't do well for me, I'm just like, that's because like being black in this space is just like such a limit limitation. And I feel like if I were to get the same amount of views on TikTok as a white, as a skinny white girl, she's going to get way more followers than me. Like it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. So how, have you felt like that before? 
Oh my gosh, 100%. Yes. I feel like, and I I don't know how to best explain it, but I think especially with TikTok, we've kind of seen like this rise of like, I don't want to say like white mediocrity, but I feel like it's, it's like TikTok is like this space. And I think like YouTube too, but I just think social media in general, there's like this space for people to kind of just be themselves. And that can just mm-hmm. be someone sitting in their bed, making weird noises and like, they're just chilling and that's fine. But I feel like seeing black people do that, you don't see the same response and you don't see as much. I don't know what it is. And I don't know like really what it comes down to. Sometimes I think about like the algorithm or like Mm. the platform in itself. Are they limiting the creators or is it like the audience? I don't know, but I feel like it's, it really comes down to people not relating to or like seeing black people as relatable um, to their lives, like as someone who looks like them and is white, right? And if if the algorithm is not pushing black people as much as well, which mm. they don't, right? Then it's like, how do you grow as a black person? We just don't see as many black creators. And I feel like it can get really discouraging. And I feel like I see so many black creators who start and then eventually quit, but it's like, no wonder, you know? Yeah. It's super discouraging. Yeah. Especially because it, it does like being black in the corporate environment is equally as draining. So it's like, you don't want to, you just, there needs to be more space for people to make a living off of their passions who are also black, you know? And so I, um, but it's equally as um, motivating for me sometimes. Cause I'm like, okay, if like, I still need to be that person that I wish that I was watching on YouTube because even when it came to college vloggers, it was all white girls that I was watching, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then that's how I kind of felt in the corporate world too, is like, I felt this pressure. Cause I I know for me, like my team was just, it was all white. I was probably on a team of like 30 people. I was the only person of color. Like it was like crazy. And I was like, okay, well I should be here trying to create space for other black people. But that in itself can be really exhausting too, right? To be the only one trying to create space for other people. But it's like, yes, someone has to do it. But also it's like, how, how do you do that in like, protect your mental health because that's exhausting in itself so I feel like there's it's like there has to be this pioneering but that in itself is so difficult right so I honestly think it's I always thought growing up that I had to be I don't know president or something of that like stature in order for my life to mean something because like if I was gonna be this like smart black person I had to just take it to the next level and I think what I'm realizing is that black people just living and doing whatever they want is the radical act that we think like being in these big like places is yes and I'm having to learn that too 100 because it's like there's times even just in terms of like where I feel like my mission is with what I'm doing like with my content I feel like I'm like I'm so focused on like where I can make change, but at times it can be really overwhelming. So I'm like, well, I haven't covered this. I haven't covered this in my videos or what if like, what about this? And I feel like it could just feel very overwhelming. And when in reality, it's like, it can be enough just to be you and to take care of yourself. And maybe if, if content is your route, showing people how you do that, right? Because so many people mm-hmm. struggle with that alone, right? It's like, there's so many conversations to be had and so much change to be made, but it, yeah, it can be exhausting. Sometimes it's enough to just take care of yourself for sure. Literally. It's so, it can, yeah. ugh, I can't, I can't, but I am excited to see all of the big black TikTokers who just get famous for saying their opinions. Like yes. I love them. They're my yes. favorite. 100%. Yeah. It's like, so. I feel like I'm starting to see more and more, like I just, especially on TikTok, I feel like there's been a lot 
of new trends and change and stuff. So I'm excited to see like what's to come next. If if I could eventually figure out the TikTok algorithm, I feel like that would help too. It'd be nice. But they change it like every week. So they change it like every week. Yeah. I'm like, I don't I don't understand how that works, but they tell me. I was talking to someone though that um like within my job because you know we have to think about TikTok a lot. There haven't been new Charlie and Dixies though. Like I think that a year ago we would have thought that we would see more massive stars come out of TikTok. So I wonder if if TikTok's goal is to just like they've created these massive celebrities and then every and then everyone else is chasing that and that's why they post. Or if these massive celebrities like if like that was just the beginning and now they just don't know what to do next because they they don't have they're not necessarily insanely talented you know yeah no that's such a good question because I do wonder that because then I've 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 heard things like well now it doesn't matter how many followers you have right and it's like I I feel like I don't know for me at least I didn't know who like some of these huge people were until like just a few months ago like I didn't know who Charlie was I didn't know who um I don't know what the other big girl's name is but I didn't know who these people were but I don't know. Like, it's like, are there new people rising? Maybe we just don't know about them because maybe that's just not the side of TikTok that we're on. Mm. I don't know. It's crazy. Right. Because looking at this um, top, the top 2000, these TikTokers, right? They all had over 5 million followers. And I had heard of like four of them. And I don't follow any of them because like, why would I? And, I, and yeah. that kind of thing also just helps me be more confident in the creator economy as something I want to invest in because it's like, okay doing this is a serious thing and I'm happy yep. and I can make a lot of money from it and it's not going to go anywhere because it's, it's really not. But like, it gets so scary. I always have that fear of like, well, what's going to happen if like this blows up the next day? Yes. Yes. And then it, it, yeah, there's that fear I think that everyone has, right. That it's like, it's too saturated or like, like you were saying earlier, it's like, well, there's already enough like black women doing this. So maybe I can't join, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I think, especially with TikTok, we're seeing that like, so many people can make this into a full-time job. We're seeing so many people, probably more people than ever before, like making this into their careers. So it's like, there's more than enough space right now for it, you know? Like you bring your own unique perspective. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like those people who've made, have you seen the restocking videos of like people who like, just like put shit in their pantries? I just saw one. I just saw one and I was confused because I was like, wait, this has like, it had probably had like, over 10 million likes like a yeah. lot on my for you page and I was like wait what's gonna happen I thought it was like gonna be something and I was like oh my god this is just someone restocking their fridge that's so crazy. and those are it's wild it's like like you said with the snake it's like whoa people are like I didn't know this is a thing crazy things it's yes. actually crazy for you what's your goal with content creation right now and like where can we see you going in the future Oh, that's a great question. So for me, my goal with content creation mainly is to just keep making videos showing things as I'm learning them as I'm going. Um, I'm definitely going to keep prioritizing YouTube because like that's where I feel like my passion is. I want to do better about posting more on TikTok and Instagram, but we'll see. I think I was really focused on the fashion because like that to me is like a form of creative expression for me. But I feel like now I'm kind of this place where it's like I'm realizing that like fashion is fun and it's cool, but it's not like my number one passion or whatever. So yeah, I just, I want to keep making content just showing what I'm learning as I go. I want to try to find ways to like, really my main mission is to figure out how more people can have access to what they want to do. 
And that means even like looking outside of people who are like working a nice middle class nine to five life, right? Like there's people who are working wage jobs and like don't see even content creation as like an option for them, right? So like how can we help them? Um, so yeah, I'm reading a lot of like communist books right now. So I feel like I'm like way on that, like super leftist stuff right now. So maybe I'll be like sharing that as I learn. I don't know. I feel like I'll just keep sharing what I learn as I go and it probably won't be perfect, but it's just fun to like do it and like learn from the community too. Cause I feel like I'm learning so much from like reading comments. So yeah, that's true. Well, I'm excited to see it all happen for you. What is one resource that has helped you learn exponentially? Honestly, okay, so one podcast that I've been really into lately is Hindsight. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like this guy. He has a YouTube channel too. It's Hindsight with a Z. He's pretty great. So I would definitely recommend him. I've just been really into people who are just talking about like their truths and like things that they're learning as they go. And he's Mm -hmm. super into like spirituality and stuff too. So he's been a great resource for me, just kind of like reminding me to be grounded and be in the present. Um, and then I've also, again, just been reading a lot of books. I like reading books from like past revolutionaries. So like reading like Marxist books or like Mao or like blood in their eye by George, I think his name is George Jackson. That's a really great book. So I've been reading a lot of books like that. I always recommend that to people. Cause I feel like for a lot of people who want to make change, it can feel really hopeless and like hard and overwhelming, but like there are people who have made change in their own countries and their own communities so it's like why not learn from them so that's something that I always recommend to people that's what I've been trying Mm -hmm. to do more of recently so yeah those are probably the two things keeping myself grounded and like sane and calm but then also like firing myself up with like revolutionary (laughs) well you gotta find this balance and I'm here for it because I feel like that's a really good way to get your brain working too so love to see it okay we'll do rapid fire then we will start Appetizers or dessert? Appetizers for sure. I'm always full by dessert. Same. (laughs) Instagram or TikTok? Honestly, Instagram. Interesting. We'll have to talk about that. Um, Favorite favorite TV show of all time? That's such a hard one. I was looking at that question. Um, I want to say Succession, honestly. That's like wow. what been one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I don't know if all one. time, but it's a really good show. It's a, such a good show. I can't believe it. Um, yeah. Most important self-care practice? Uh, meditation. I need to get into meditation so bad. It's okay. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The last question that I ask everyone is finish this sentence with something that you want young people to know. You're too smart for – you're too, can I say you're too smart to not go after the life you want? I love that. That's exactly, yeah. that's true. I mean, it's all within you. Yeah, 100%. I kind of switched up the wording, but it worked. We'll take it. We'll take it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Too Smart for This podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you liked it. It takes two seconds. And follow the show on Instagram at Too Smart for This Pod. Check back every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber for more content about lifestyle, health, and career. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.